What's up, TJ? What's going on, big dog? How you doing? <laughs> we talked about this the first time you came on. Mm-hmm. A lot. <laughs> Sorry for that. It's all right. It's all right. It happens. Um. Yeah. So this has been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Um. You've been on a few thoughts from the other ship episodes. You're yep. familiar with the Gray Man brand. Absolutely. Good time. Every time. Good people. Shout out to Gray Man. Yeet. Um. Sorry, that was terrible. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> um. <laughs> question number one. Right, this, let's get right this into starting it. off with a banger. Let's do it. What makes you put up with the hooligans you call your friends? Specifically Thomas, <laughs> apparently. Uh, you know, I have learned in my life that there is value in chaos in a way, or there is value in the unexpected and the unique, right? I value the unique. I look. I like each sunset because it's different than the last. If sure. it was the same thing every night, I wouldn't like it. Right. So I've learned to value the people around me because I'm blessed to be around as many unique <laughs> <laughs> characters that I'm around, right? right. Uh, Thomas especially is behind the content moniker that you all have given him. <laughs> you know, he is one of the most thoughtful and the, one of my best friends for real. So if if I were to have not had that patience and turned my back to that, then I would have never discovered that. Right. So I've learned that patience and restraint and some of the things that you may want to say can be a very valuable tool for what comes up later down the road. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, there have been days where I have said I've spoken my mind. You were you've been present for some of them. Hey, you know, <laughs> what needs to happen has to happen. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So I let's, will. let's for first second here, let's, let's just in case people don't know. Yeah. 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 You went to college. Correct. Graduated. Yeah. Two degrees. Big ups. Yes, sir. Yeah. That was a great episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's the most viewed video. On is it YouTube. for real? Yeah. Right cool. Now it is. Cool. It's like 26 views or let's something. Let's like go. That. All 26 of y'all with some goats. That's 26. <laughs> That's 26 Billy goats watching right there. Um, but what, okay, so what'd you go to school for? Uh, I majored, I double majored in anthropology, uh, focusing in sociocultural anthropology and sustainability, focusing in policy and governance. And I minored in German. All right. Just to throw that in there too. What's the, yeah, just, just, <laughs> just seasoning on the Yeah, degrees. you know, I paid all that money. I'm going to say it the whole title every time I say it. No, I got you. So what was the first thing? Anthropology. Uh-huh. What sociocultural is anthropology. What it is, is the study anthropology is the study of humans over time right okay and there is a sect of anthropology that studies non-human primates as well but main focus is humans okay i study socio-cultural anthropology which is the study of human culture and development over time okay so from the beginning stages of human culture development to as refined point as like food and symbols and there's so many different it's such a large you know umbrella term that there's so many things that fall under it so i i have some questions here today yeah um but that type of shit blows my mind in like the most satisfying way absolutely so if we don't get to talk about that today you're gonna have to come back it's all right i'm always down for a part two baby because uh i'm like i'm like chili i'm better the second day so it's uh, all good Yeah, dude. Uh, I there's so much of that shit. The the few times that you've been on and, and just talking about shit, I'm just sitting there like, <laughs> fucking what? 
it's wild man it's it wild. is and you're and you're so knowledgeable about it which makes me just like i i can sit there and i'm like this sounds fucking fake and if it was coming from anybody else i would not believe it i swear on everything Dog, i was a biology major i took biology classes and i hated it <laughs> i hated it if you if you're out there and you're a biology major and you're watching this i'm so happy for you that you can do that <laughs> i'm so impressed by you but i took an anthropology class and it was the first time in my entire life that I wanted to go to class the next day to learn more. Oh, right. Okay. And sustainability as well kind of hooked me in that same way. Mm-hmm. So I was able to, I had the opportunity. I was blessed enough to be able to study what I wanted to study and what I really was like, I didn't miss a class. You know what I mean? And if I did, I was going to get to notes. What we talk about today. What's the case study, right. you know? So uh, anthropology definitely, I took a 201 class intro and I was like, oh, that's it. There's, there it is. <laughs> Sign it up. one baby. Yep. So on that note, uh, one of the questions I have here is, mm-hmm. is why sustainability? So the reason I got into biology was because my original thought was that I wanted to study the environment. I wanted to save the trees. You know what I mean? Hell I thought yeah, I was going to fix the planet. And upon entering college and my worldview widening a little bit, me being able to take a step back out of my zone, I realized that there is much more to the planet than the natural environment. Mm. And the only way to be able to quote unquote, save it is to study and understand all of it. Sure. And the sustainability program covers, you know, there was, it's a three tiered system, right? You have the urban built environment, the natural environment and our made up financial environment that all contribute to sustainability issues. So I studied all three of those things. <laughs> grandmother you're lucky i love you <laughs> hey granny if you listening to this big shouts out we can, love you can you uh can you tell me the last two sentences you said i'm sorry yeah i um, was i was i was having <laughs> okay. a panic attack in order to in order to quote unquote save the world right you got to know about all of the world mm. and sustainability is sustainability at uofl at least i can't speak for other sustainability programs was focused on this combination of the built environment, our human cities, roads, infrastructure, the world, you know, the natural environment, the trees, as it were, and this financial environment that we've created as humans that matters for some reason. So, yeah, because we have to balance those three things, you know, sustainability is the stool top. You need all three legs to be okay. balanced. Otherwise, your stool is going to fall over. Right. Yeah. So that's what. And that's what I really focused on. I learned because I grew up in a city that I was more attracted to the side of policy, governance, urban planning than the natural environment. And that's what I ended up focusing on. So like this might be smaller scale, but like yeah. zone, zoning and shit. Yes. That was a, a big part of it. Zoning. I mean, you know, and there's so many different uh, ways you can study it, but zoning GIS, map making, demography, you know, understanding the makeup and policies that affect uh, uh, the built environment's output. It's an input versus output analysis of our, our human built environment. What do we put into it resource wise? What do we put into it time and effort wise, policy wise versus what comes out? Have you ever played Minecraft? Yeah. Love Minecraft. Do you can do you currently play? Yeah. Okay. The reason I brought up zoning, <laughs> and, and the reason you might need, I might need some help here. Okay. 
Um, so for Gray Man Gaming, we want to do Minecraft Mondays. Okay, we cool. Got, we cool, got cool. a realm. We've got a, a world that we're building. But in order to make it feel realistic, mm-hmm. I looked up zoning laws. Yeah, yeah. So if you ever want to help me with zone, Bro, that zone was, my Minecraft. I took <laughs> a lot of courses in that and how to how to zone with equity in mind. So I would love to come and be your Minecraft urban planner. <laughs> I would love it, dude. <laughs> no, I would be all about that. How many Minecraft servers can say, yo, we had an urban planner. <laughs> hey, hey, we got to set ourselves apart. It's all about being unique and beautiful. I know we? for a fact this city works because I had an urban planner That's coming right. to this bitch. That's right. <laughs> I play city skylines on the regular. This ain't nothing to me. Fucking wild. That game always fucks me up, man. I love that game. I suck at it. <laughs> I just... It was the like I'm I'm doing homework, Mama, playing fucking city skylines, I mean, practicing, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> implementing policy to see what these virtual people will do to try to influence how these real people will do it. Right. <laughs> what other uh, what other careers did you ever entertain? Urban planning was a huge one. If I pursued anthropology, I was going to study the anthropology of European art mm. uh, and the transition from European art to post colonization American art. What is what I would have liked to eventually gotten my doctorate in, okay. which is a very, you know, pinpoint specific. I was going to say thing. that sounds niche, um, but I love I love art. I love looking at paintings. I love painting myself. I suck at it, but I love it. Me too. Bro. You know, I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to be able to study that and understand culturally why art looks how it looks in a time period was one of my favorite takeaways from anthropology. And not necessarily just how art looks, but how pop culture and so maybe not just specifically paintings, but art and culture, pop culture, as it were, mm-hmm. how that evolves through different time periods from I, I specifically wanted to focus on a Western centric view because that's what I know and I'm comfortable with, Ooh. you know, uh, <laughs> so from this kind of transition from colon- European colonial America to post revolutionary war America is one of my favorite periods of history sure because there's so much going on in the world and so much change that occurs in that zone you had 50 years where you go from britain rules the planet to america you know what i mean and like the latin american revolutions happen and africa starts to become africa and not this mess of european i don't know what to even to call it you know what i mean mess yeah like, so that that little 1770 to 1830 time period specifically has always interested me. You know what? Can I, yeah. I, I consider myself to be decent at, at conversation. Mm-hmm. The thing that's so difficult is that you talk about these things and I know roughly what you're talking about. You seem to know a whole lot about a whole lot of shit. I feel fucking dumb. <laughs> like that, dog. My daddy taught me how to listen. That's all it is. Man, he, he he killed it. That's all it is. My daddy and mama would beat my ass if I didn't listen. So I learned real quick to listen real good. Where is where is the line for cutting out toxic people? Where does that exist for you? You know, I have always looked at it as a cost benefit, you know, trying to look at it as logically as I can to avoid the emotional aspect of it, which is a difficult thing to do. Emotions are... We're humans, you know what I mean? It's part of what makes us us. But if there is a person in my life who is taking more away than they are putting into my life consistently, mm. you know, because we all have moments, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I will never judge a man by their lowest moment. That's just not fair. Or a mm. woman, 
Never judge a person by their lowest moment. Excuse me. Careful. <laughs> yeah, right. Stay off Twitter. <laughs> Dog, I got in trouble the other day. We'll talk about that later. Awesome. <laughs> um, uh, but no, I won't, you know, if it's a consistent cost to me yeah. to be around you, then I don't want to be around you. Yeah. And I have, who I got some family. I got some former friends, you know, that I've had to very civilly say, I love you, but from over here. Yeah, right. And I will continue loving you from over here until you change. Mm-hmm. But a big part of that I've always known is to be honest with people. Yeah. Let people know why you don't fuck with them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> otherwise, how how can you expect somebody to change if they're not getting honest feedback about what the hell's going on? That's not fair. Yeah. Don't do some shady stuff and just stop talking to people. That's stupid. Yeah. I, uh, unfortunately, I mean, I get to sit here on my grand pedestal of 30 <laughs> days of sobriety. Hey, I hear you. Um, hey, that's big ups though, man. Yeah. Every day's big. Yeah, but I, I thank you. Um, I appreciate that. But uh, you know, I feel like I was one of those people for ten years. <laughs> um It's all right. It's an it's an easy it's so easy to just stop. I've I mean, oh, it's so easy. I've done it. I'm not gonna act like I haven't. And that's how I learned that's a bad way to do it. Because mm-hmm. it's just so easy to be like, oh, no more. Block, you know, mm-hmm. unfollow. Don't text me no more. Bye bye. But that don't fix nothing. Yeah. And why would you, why would you not try to make a solution where there is a problem? I feel that. I like that. I like that. That's good shit. That's good. <laughs> ad- that's good advice for damn near anybody. And say, that's granddaddy right there. <laughs> All of my wisdom is stolen from older black men. <laughs> you know that's. Uh, one of the thing, one of the conversations we had uh, that me and Jessica had a while back ago was, um, it, we were talking about uh, evolution and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. how you know even though the humans humans haven't really evolved much in the last you know how how long? I mean, you mean humans as in Homo sapiens? Correct. Yeah. Oh God, thirty thousand years. Right. So, but then you look at Sorry everything. Miss Right. <laughs> you know, something close to that. Yeah. Um, you're probably close. Closer than I could guess, but you look at all the things that we've accomplished and it's like, well, we didn't evolve that. It was because we passed on the information and yep. that's what's so important. Yeah. And that's, you know, I think, and I am lucky that I was able to at a very early age recognize what legacy mm-hmm. I was upholding. You know, I'm mixed. I grew up around black and white people and to be able to look at those family dynamics and the wisdom that was passed down to me from both sides of my family. Right. And I realized at a very young age, like this is all of this means something. It gets on my nerves when they say it <laughs> and I don't want them to talk to me, yeah. but it means something. So I should listen and take it in. So, and, and you know, I, it's, it's easy to, to look at, sit back and look at humans and be like, Oh yeah, we just, we're the best. We're, we sweat dogs. <laughs> like we sweat. We, we don't even, we can do so much stuff. Tools, bro. But like all of that means nothing without this idea of the sharing of knowledge. So, yeah, yeah I, I got to imagine like, especially written, like mm-hmm. when, when we started writing shit, Ooh. when prehistory became history, I think that was the, I think that was the second biggest advancement that humans could have made was developing written tradition. What was the first in my mind. Yeah. I believe that spoken tradition, language, mm-hmm. and the ability to comprehend other language, mm-hmm. you know, which is a very high level function of the brain to say he's speaking blah 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 blah, and that means here's how you make a spear. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? 
So more complex language. Yes, because yeah. to go from these group of hunter-gatherer cavemen that spoke in their own very unique system of grunts and growls to the very earliest of Arabic and Afrikaans languages that we know today, mm-hmm. that's a huge leap that puts us forward because communication is what makes us cohesive. Right. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, sorry. Let me get capture nah, you my. You good, dog? You good? My my brain here for a second because uh, I've said exactly that, but not so eloquently. <laughs> eloquently, it's like it was that was nicely done. Thank you. Um, That's what I'm here for, dog. What's your uh, What's your favorite cartoon, bro? It's all about, and this is it's Ducktales. <laughs> The original DuckTales. Duck I was not ready for that. Life is like a hurricane <laughs> here in Duckburg. Come on now. Best cartoon ever made. There is no cartoon that comes close. The only one that I will even consider is the original X-Men cartoons. You can at me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why, though? I don't know. Just just that's the one. I love cartoons. I'm, I'm sitting here talking like I love all cartoons. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can put it on any cartoon and I'm like. it's a way for me to turn my brain off dog i need that yeah no shit. you know uh but ducktales is the one i watched earliest that i can remember watching and then it came back into my life with my stepdad being like oh we got disney plus they got ducktales every saturday morning (laughs) so it was like nostalgic yeah man absolutely there's a lot of stuff that's like that like um I, i was really nostalgic for the original Star Wars Battlefront 2. Mm. Love oh. that game. I've I've purchased that game maybe four or five times. I, <laughs> Man, own a, you ain't lying. <laughs> I own a PlayStation 2 specifically so I can play that. I have it on my original Xbox disc. <laughs> yeah. That is plays in the Xbox One. Game changer. All right. Yep. But yep. I did because there's some original <laughs> Xbox games that that Midnight Club dub edition. <laughs> I just watched a video on that shit earlier today. It was like, why was this game so good? I'm like, bro, cultural yes, revolution please. is what that is. Crazy. It was so good. Best soundtrack to any any video game ever yeah. made. Dude, it was it was ridiculous. But um <laughs> but I go to play that game again, you know, semi mm-hmm. recently, like maybe within the last year and like it holds up, but damn looking at it is hard. Man, you ain't lying. <laughs> you are not lying, dog. Nostalgia is so much better just left in in the in the realm of your mind. For some things, right? There's yeah. some things that that's absolutely true. Video games, especially when you look at you go play Red Dead Redemption and you can see every horse asshole spec <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like you can see the finest details of your horse's balls while you ride it and it flops in the wind, right? But there's something about I I play Kotor once a year. Okay. I just do. I don't know why. That's wild. I started in like January around August, November, August, November, <laughs> August, September. So I'm I'm real close to finishing it again. Wow. I have played it every year since it came out. It holds up still. I it looks like a dog turd. <laughs> right. It does. But there's some there. There's the story. Mm-hmm. The I like the gameplay. I'm into that. I, I rock with that type of gameplay. Yeah. Uh, but. It looks trash. Like I played Jedi Fallen Order earlier this year. Yeah, those two games. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's wild. But it's just I, I have the ability, thankfully, to look past that. Mm. You know, I like older media as well. I like my brain goes, yeah, this is good too. Mm-hmm. It's hard so, for me. I get it. It's hard. There's some things that it's not good enough to do. You yeah. ever played Conquer's Bad Fur Day? Uh huh. It's about a like really really shitty squirrel, right? 
he's the a squirrel. Of like the talking. He's toilet. like an alcoholic. Yeah. 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 yeah right. <laughs> I I played those games far too young to play those games. Don't right. let your kids play it. Um, I replayed them as an adult, like the original version. I'm like this. Nothing. Nothing about this is good enough to play again. <laughs> I've just tainted my memory of this now. It was, it was good as a kid. But there was a big talking turd in it. And yeah, I was like, that's, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of weird how that balances out. There's some things that just hit. Nostalgia works. I'm, you watch movies. You you like movies, right? You, you're into movies? I love movies. Star Wars came out in 77. So, I'm embarrassed to say this. I want my kids to like the shit I like. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. My kids don't have a choice, right? Or they're not going to. They ain't here yet. But they, they once they do, they they won't. First off, in today's you know hyper thirty second clips of whatever you want right, to watch right. on YouTube and shit, and that's a whole conversation yep. in and of itself. Yep. But <laughs> I, they don't really like to sit down for movies. I get it. I get that. Yeah. I have paid ten dollars per movie. We're all, we're gonna start episode one tomorrow. Uh oh. We've already watched four, five, and six. They don't even know just, about Darth Maul yet. No, though. dude, they don't know nothing. Just before you got here, Nick, I, it, I've explained it to him multiple times, but Nick is is tr- trying to comprehend why we started with episode four. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one to get. I it's, get that. And I'm trying. I'm like, listen, bro. Have I ever told <laughs> you about how I start? I started watching Star Wars. God, tell me, please tell My me. My dad was watching episode five. Okay. I walk in the room. To hear Darth Vader go, no, I am your father. That was my first memory cognizant. What is this thing? Why is he wearing that cool armor? How is he his dad? How is this robot his dad, right? And he's like, oh, you don't know. So he sat me down. He stopped watching the movie. We had the box set. He puts in episode four. We watched all three of them that day. Yeah. Hell yeah. And it's over with from there. Like, you know, uh, and I'm going to do the exact same thing to my kids, except I'm not going to spoil the biggest plot twist in movie history. <laughs> they already knew. They, I don't know how they knew. I don't know how they did. It's, like, it's such a pop yeah. culture thing now. Yeah. They, There's they, so much stuff that I know that I've never seen. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't even think of it, but there's just so many references I know. Yeah. Like, I've never seen that. Yeah, but I know it. Yeah, because yeah. the internet, Doug. The, yeah, they're like, ah, oh, yeah, that's that's Luke. That's uh, Darth Vader's his dad. I'm like, what the fuck? We're on episode four, bro. <laughs> Quit. That don't happen until next Spoiler episode. Spoiler alert. I didn't know. <laughs> but like, but obviously they're older movies too, mm-hmm. and they're you know the younger generation. Once, I think once they get into the prequels, yeah. I think for that, and then the yeah. sequels, they'll probably like the sequels too. They will. Sequels yeah. pretty. Exactly. The sequels are very pretty. A lot of a lot more action, less dialogue. Mm-hmm. The dialogue's hard for kids to sit through. Yeah, it is. And those first three are like. Mm-hmm. They're, they're and episode like Shakespearean, one. Who fuck, man. Who the fuck thought? What What was George Lucas thinking when he was like, "Oh huh, yeah, you know what kids like?" Because at that point they were selling merchandise. Yeah, That's what right. they do. Yep. They're, he's like, "Ah oh, yeah, you know what'd be cool? Politics." Yep. <laughs> Let's tra- talk tra- about trade, trade and negotiation. <laughs> but my dumbass was like, "So what are they? What are the terms of this deal?" <laughs> like, <laughs> I, why does? Do, can you answer me a question? When's the last time you've seen Jurassic Park? Uh, actually, like a month ago. Why does Jurassic Park happen? Uh, why does like he make Jurassic Park, or why does the the, the animals get out? Why do why does the events? Why are the characters there? Okay, so Jeff Goldblum is a biologist, right? Uh-huh. And he's there to be like, holy fuck, them's dinosaurs. You know what right. I mean? Basically. Right. And what's his name? Old white man who runs the park. I don't remember his name. Old dude. Yeah, old dude, bro. 
so old Jurassic Park dude, he and they're like, yeah, I made Don. I'm I'm that dude. I don't know if you knew, but that's me. Uh, so Jeff Goldblum is like you know a sex icon or whatever. So he has like some sex icon stuff that happens, and he's yeah. so sexy that he turns the power off, <laughs> and that's how the dinosaurs get out, and that's the movie. Well, thank you for that. Why are they there? Dinosaurs? No, no, no. yeah, okay, but but why? Oh, uh, because they found a <laughs> they found a prehistoric mosquito preserved in like ambrosia or whatever the fuck. Uh-huh. We're like, oh, bet I bet we can do some shit with this. This is the, you. You're still not getting it, man. Hey, I, <laughs> I've answered your question three no, times. No, 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 no. Why the? Why does the archaeologist? Why do they? Why are they there? Do you want the real answer or do you want the why, movie reason? Why are they there because of the movie? I have no fucking clue. Yeah, a lot of people who I talk to have no fucking idea. The guy at the beginning who dies from the Velociraptor getting eaten. Yeah. He's suing the park. And so they're there. Yeah. No one remembers this. Cause everybody just glosses over the dialogue. Cause duh, it's dinosaurs. We're here for one thing and one thing only. And there's so many movies. You watched the transformers movie. Michael Bay directed. Yeah. Why did the Decepticons come to earth? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That's what I Shia thought. Shia LaBeouf was there. That's exactly right. <laughs> There's so many movies Bumblebee like that. Was there. Yeah, yeah, he was he in there. Talk mm-hmm, for sure. He had a radio for a mouth. He was like Cuba Gooding Jr. in why that movie radio, there? but he was like not. <laughs> but wait, why were they there though? I don't know. God damn it! <laughs> I, my understanding, my, from my vague memory, is that mm. Megatron came to Earth in like the 1700s to look for the Allspark, and then got frozen in the Antarctic. Right. And that's all I know. And then he woke up and sent out a signal for the rest of the Decepticons. What's the up? the cube? Right. You know, like the heart of Cybertron, that thing di- that gives Transformers life. I think. <laughs> Dude, I haven't seen that movie in so long. It's one of my favorites. It's so stupid. Uh, left cheek, left cheek. <laughs> this is. I'm listen. I'm just asking the questions. Hey, you're as good. I, you're as good. As I receive, them. as you read them, as you receive them, go for it, big dog. It's just a weird, okay, complete left turn. Uh, has growing up biracial caused any significant issues? <laughs> yeah, I, again, I'm just reading all Thomas. Just, I'm gonna skip eight, I think, but yeah. I'm sorry, it's not that funny. Yeah, has Grant caused any significant issues? Yeah, I mean, people are racist, you know. <laughs> uh, that sucks. Sorry, that's not. You know, I mean, I suppose growing up biracial has. As any minority would experience some type of bigotry and xenophobia and racism, Mm -hmm. I think I'm in a weird position where I experience it from two different races because I'm not black all the way and I'm not white all the way. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. God. (laughs) Uh, So I have experienced very, very blatant racism from both sides. (laughs) You know, wild. Uh, I. Got a scholarship to U of L that was for it's African American scholarship. I am half black. I applied. I got it. And people, they called me some names, boy. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? And the, we had a class that was specifically for Porter scholars, which was the scholarship. Yeah. <laughs> We're leaving class one day. Boy comes up, says, calls me this name I've never heard before. I didn't even know it was a slur. I had to Google it. Oh my Cause god. Because it felt aggressive. That was. <laughs> But I was just like, all right, dog, whatever. That's a and I kept one. it moving. But, you know, through all of that, I've experienced quite a bit of, you know, racist people in my day. But 
I just try to move and work with it because that's the world, unfortunately. Right. I can't. I'm not going to waste more energy than they already waste on hate. Mm-hmm. Why rebut it? Why I'm going to just be better than them. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not going to. I mean, yeah, you're not going to change. Hell no. No, I'm going to just go ahead and be better than they are, especially if we're doing something. Oh, my God. That's my favorite. I, yeah, I played. I'm in a marching band or was. Uh, go cards. <laughs> I'm out of there now. I graduated two degrees. If you didn't know, two of them. Uh, <laughs> German. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Minor in German. Come on now. Put it on my name. Yep, that's right. That's right. Extra season. <laughs> um, but I was in marching band, and this dude was blatantly racist to me. N word. This monkey. That whatever. Whatever. Right. But I was just better at him than better at tuba than he was, and it drove him crazy. That's I practiced so hard. <laughs> I did not play the tuba before college. <laughs> And I realized if I'm better than him at this, which is his thing, he was a music major. He wasn't a tuba player, but he was a music major. If I'm better than this, then I win. Yeah. That's game, man. So, uh, and that unfortunately escalated way past what it should have. But sure. that's just life, man. You know, any minority will have to deal with that. Any person, everybody got to deal with something, man. So, yeah. I don't uh, think I'm special in that regard. Everybody's got a path. Yeah. Yeah. No, I ain't no I ain't nothing. No, I just keep it moving. That's right. all it is. Uh again, I'm I'm just reading them as they come. Okay, sure, go for it, big dog. What's the most inebriated you've ever been? Oh boy, New Year's Eve. <laughs> I don't even remember what year. But <laughs> <laughs> I went yeah. to a party with my boys. This is after I graduated, so it had to be like twenty eighteen, I think. Twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, I don't know. A year. I'm trashed. I'm trashed by 10, right? At one point, I want some cookies. Ain't no cookies around. So you know what I'm going to do? I made some cookies from scratch. Cooked them joints up from, a, from my granny's recipe from memory. Drunk as a skunk. <laughs> Told them things up. They was delicious. At one point, I was stumbling, trying to hand out cookies to everybody, and I fell through the window. Happens, you know what I mean? Just regular stuff. <laughs> it, it happens. We we taped it up with some tarp, and I paid for the window the next day. Keep it moving. Keep it going, dog. <laughs> I only spilled like three cookies. You know what I mean? I'm good like it. <laughs> I was toe up. So we get through New Year's. Call all your people. I call my mama. I call Donovan. Like you, my brother. I love you. Yeah, I call all my people. I come inside. I'm like, all right, I'm tired. We're gonna do one more shot and go to bed. Do our one more shot. I'm sleeping in the living room, but it's cold as mess because ain't no window. <laughs> so I'm like, what's warm? The oven's warm because I just made cookies an hour ago. So I laid on the floor next to the oven and opened the oven up and let all that residual heat come out. And that was my blanket for the night was residual cookie oven heat. Woke up the next morning with no clue what was going on. <laughs> I remember. I'm sure there's plenty of stuff I forget about that night. I vaguely remember they played hide and seek at one point and I hid under the table with my bottle of booze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I got real messed up. So, But yeah, that was it. That hangover was like kicked my teeth in the next morning. <laughs> it, dude, I went to like a, I think I went to work the next morning. <laughs> I'm pre- I was working at the deli at that point. I was slicing meat at 8 a.m. the next morning like Props to drunk TJ though, because you uh, you you came up with a solid plan to get yourself warm. I'm an, I'm creative, man. <laughs> Improvise, adapt, overcome. Ain't that the saying? That is it. That <laughs> is it. Um, 
I'm going to read number eight, and we're going to immediately skip to number nine. Okay. Would you clock Devin in his face right now for $100? So number nine is. <laughs> Devin, for $100, no. Hey, thanks, man. Now, 1000 Listen, You're getting 100 of it, and I'm clocking I, your shit. I get it. I get it that's, for 1000 That's how those questions go down for me. I'm like, would you do such thing to someone for so much money? I'm like, well, if I... $500 million to punch dude in the face. Hey, bro, I'll give you a million dollars if you want me to punch you in the face right now. Why would people not think of that? You still get $499 million. It's quite a bit of money. It's quite a bit of money. <laughs> Come on now. Just don't tell them how much you get. Right. It's an easy game to play. That's the trick because then they're going to negotiate. Yep. Um, what is the most aggravated thing about people you love? Say that one more time. What is the most aggravating thing about people you love? They're blatant refusal to do things the easy way. <laughs> I don't know what it is about people. Human beings are like anti-electricity. They take the path of most resistance <laughs> to get to their goal. Right? Okay. Give me and an example. I don't know. Just anything. We need to make society, so let's make money. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right? Like, human, by our fundamental nature, is dumb. We are stupid people. And it is. it has led that part of our brain that like we just need to go through it instead of around it part of our brain has led to some of the greatest human innovation mm. and the worst human atrocity <laughs> and i love it but it aggravates the shit out of me and it's from the smallest scale of thing to the largest scale of thing that's possible and that's it it's like a double-edged sword though it is it is it, were it not possible we wouldn't have cars because we wouldn't have made our city so damn big yeah right where we wouldn't have so many things. You know what I mean? But we just make things stupidly, so we have to come up with a way to get around our own stupidity. Fuck. <laughs> I feel so fucking dumb! Uh, some of your proudest accomplishments. Physical, mental, academic. Okay. Graduating. I mean, come on, man. Big ups. I work. Two degrees. Two degrees. Minor in German. Put it on my name. Javon, spelled correctly, apostrophe in the middle name, just so you know. Uh, no, nah, I mean that. Come on now. Work yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Two, three jobs at a time. You you saw me some of them days. I man. didn't understand how you were doing it, to be honest with you. <laughs> you just kept telling me to schedule you, and I was like, okay. I needed the money because otherwise tuition wouldn't have got paid for. Right. That's what it was, man. You still got debt? <laughs> I I apologize. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got there. Let me tell you about what Sally may about to do to me in about a month. She about to come for them balls. <laughs> I, I apologize. I had scholarship. Yeah. I worked multiple jobs. Yeah. And I still got 20 stacks. Easy. <sighs> and I'm I got off good. Yeah. I got off light compared to a lot of folks. Yeah. Boy, she about to get me. <laughs> My six month grace period ends real soon. And they can't, you can't like uh, bankrupt yourself out of that or anything. At this point, no. Yeah. But I can, if I get back into school, I get the extension to get like a master's degree or whatever. I don't have to pay. And I can just pay the minimum because mm -hmm. they ain't never going to get that full 20 stacks out of me unless <laughs> I can give it all to them at once. Right. Okay. That's what it's going to be. If the Lord is so, so decides to bless me like that, please. <laughs> and then I'm going to give them every bit, every cent of it and one handoff. Otherwise, hundred a month, hundred a month. You like that cheap stripper, hundred a month. Come on. 
You hear me, Sally Mae? Yes. <laughs> 20 bands. Dog. Oh, it hurts. I had, had $8,000 a year in scholarship, and I paid about $2,000 out of my own pocket. It still got 20 bands. It's mostly like inflated because of like administrative shit, isn't it? I don't honestly know. Okay. I don't know why school is so expensive. Other like than, it. other than I, and I fully believe that college is so expensive in order to enforce a class and wealth gap. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, I believe that disadvantaged people, whether you be white, black, brown, or whatever other color, if you poor, they don't care about you, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even so if you can get in, you're they not make, make commodity it out. expensive. They yeah. make not commodity. They make fundamental things: education, housing, mm-hmm. food. Make that expensive to keep them where they belong. You can't get ahead. Nope. Had I not got that scholarship, I wouldn't have been able to go to school. Right. That's why I worked my tail off because they wouldn't know other option. Yeah, it's like it, it even. That's why I graduated in four years, two degrees, one minor. Yeah. <laughs> Extracurriculars, marching band. Come on now, talk to me. Keep it going. Come on now. So it's like, um, it, unless you come for money. Even if you're from a disadvantage mm-hmm. and you manage to make it in, yep. you're still going to come out fucked. Correct. It is a system to keep you. It is a gate. It's gatekeeping, right? Mm-hmm. It's gatekeeping away from resources and wealth. You can't buy a house these days without having that bread up front. You yeah. know what I mean? That's no, true. I, I, I know. You have to have. I'm it's, trying. It's becoming like some generational shit that you have to have to buy a house. So the rich folk. Or even not even the rich folk, the middle class folk, because there's an ever widening gap between what it means to be middle class and what it means to be poor. Mm-hmm. So I'm real, real trying real hard to bridge that gap right now, right? Yeah. My mom, after my pops died, my mama worked real hard to make sure we was cool. And I'm on. We just that train's gonna keep rolling until we cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we gonna get there. I, I don't got no doubt in that. But boy, it's hard. <laughs> Everything is expensive, man. Yeah, it's a bitch. I, uh, like basic. Why, how come diapers is so expensive? How come vegetables is I, so expensive? I can't tell you. Well, I, because <laughs> it's it's because the basics of life, I believe, are upcharged so that only a certain class can do it comfortably. That's what it is in my I just, mind. I and maybe it's because I come from a different place than you, but it's just so hard for me to think of like, like there's there's so. I mean, I know everything's finite. It's you know to some degree, but like, right, right, right. There's so much. They print it every day. Mm-mm. There's not. There's so much allocated to certain people. Right, but that's what I mean. Like, why are they? Like, how bad of a person you got to be, bro? Or is it just? I was talking to my soon-to-be father-in-law about this yesterday. Yeah. I don't got the heart to be a millionaire because I can't cut somebody else off yeah. the bread. I can't do it. It just seems like everybody could be way better off. Money shouldn't exist, <laughs> right? We what, live on a rock. Floating in space. Mm. That this rock provided us with every resource we needed to live happily. And we decided that we wanted to make our own resource to charge for that resource that we already had. And that resource became more important than the conservation of our original resources given to us by the earth. Mm. So now we have this made up thing called money that means more to everybody on the planet than anything else. Right? Okay. Yeah. So. <clears throat> that's what it is there's no equity there's no equality in today's world because there's money somebody's always going to be richer will you break it down for me because it might be just because i'm i'm not as educated but no, like, okay. in my mind 
it's not a perfect sense system. And I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking about capitalism as a financial correct, system. Correct, correct. That's the best one we've come up with, right? Best in what regard? Best in... The most fair, I guess? Mm, come on now. Really? I believe, at least in my experience. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Right? I yeah. can't speak for the whole world. I don't know what the hell they got going on in a communist country because right. I don't, ain't never lived that. Right. But I believe... That capitalism fundamentally relies on someone always losing. Someone is always going to lose the deal in capitalism. Because somebody's always going to win, right? Okay. And a free market that allows people to market their own goods and property however they wish to. But if there's no goods or property to market, what do you got? You have your labor and your time. That's why you have people working 14, 16 hour days to get by because they have nothing else with which to establish themselves in the free market. And that lack of something to have may not come from com or from communism, from capitalism, but it comes from the social paradigm and the social status quo that has been set way before your granddaddy lived. You know what I mean? So I guess you can make that argue that same argument about communism. It's not like either system could, you know, work. But yes. it's the human element that fucks it up. Correct. Human greed and lack of equity. I mean, if we were lived in an equitable society, then we would be okay. But we don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? So anyways, back to the dinosaurs, right? <laughs> that got heavy real quick. No, I. this is, again, you, I, I wanted to get through the questions because that's what I usually like to do. First time yeah. people come on. But like, no, nah, no, nah, we're cool, we're on, cool, man. Next time you come on, I want to. Yeah, I want to get into that shit because I I hey, like you know to, I like talking about it. Yeah, it's just there's so much, man. Yeah, there's I can give you an answer to one question that has 15 more questions attached to it. Yeah, I love going down those rabbit. <laughs> you know, holes. so if yeah. that's and they let's do it, man. But yeah. I'm I also know that I'm coming from like a bachelor's level education too. Right, right. Well, that's, I'm not some. I, I look at everybody, even people who are less educated. Everybody, I, I know I can learn something. There's from everybody, value in everyone's there's knowledge so pool. Goddamn much I can learn from you. <laughs> So I just want to. I just want to. It's wanna, all right, man. It's all right. You know, I'm with it. Talk to you more about this shit, but you know, I got some questions I want to get through. Hey, it's all right. Let's get through these questions, and then we can get back to it if we got the time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you ever catch yourself going too far, or if you ever not not far enough? Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, I am. I and mean, we are all our own worst critics, but I have always been honest with myself, and if I'm giving my full effort to something, right? There are plenty of things I do. That I do because I have to, not because I want to. And if I don't want to do it, I don't give my full effort to doing it. Mm -hmm. So, or if I really want to do it, I give too much that takes away from my other responsibilities or just living life, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so, constantly trying to balance myself and finding a way to, you know, I, balance is the best word I got for it, I guess, to have that balance of responsibility versus leisure that I'm, every human being <laughs> struggles to try to find, right? But man, sometimes when I get in on something, when I find something I like, and my brain's like, let's do some more of that. You know what I mean? Whatever it is. I try to think of an example. G gaming. Mm -hmm. New game. Red Dead came out. Thank God it was during an off season of school. <laughs> I played that game for six days straight. Yeah. Sleeping in between getting up and playing the game because I was so into it. Mm -hmm. And then like a week later, I'm like, what the hell is going on right now? What am I doing with myself? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So when I'm on something, I'm on something. So just trying to keep myself in check. You know, 
um, the the beginning of that answer. Uh, sorry, sorry. You're good. Uh, the, you're good. The it, there's there's like there's always like flags that tell me somebody is um, uh, well adjusted emotionally, uh, and being able to look inward and be like, yeah, obviously, you know, because a lot of people who are not well adjusted, like, mm-hmm. nah, dude, I'm always on my shit, you know. Hell no, I'm. I <laughs> suck. I yeah. suck ass, bro. You've never worked. You've worked with me, but the people have never worked with me. You right. know when I was on and when I was off. Yeah. You knew what I liked doing in that place. Yeah. You yeah. know what yeah. I mean? And it's I make it very clear to myself and to everyone around me, because <laughs> I don't want to be a part of a group that I'm not going to be able to give the best of myself in that yeah. situation in, because that's shitty to other people. No, hundred percent. No one else cares, but I care. <laughs> Where's Thomas's saxophone? It is at my house. <laughs> hey, Thomas, it's in my garage right now. I'll bring it uh, not this Sunday, but next Sunday. Thanks for the reminder. Call his mom. Call Thomas's mom? Yeah. I don't have his mom's phone number. You'll have to give it to him, bro. I don't know. I'm just reading what you texted me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't he, think I have his mom's That's phone what he number. said, man. Hold on. Oh, oh, call my mom. <laughs> Yeah, I call my mom. Yeah, that's what it says. We were at a game one time. Okay. And something happened, and we were doing the cards cheer, right? It goes C, da, 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 A, doing the card spell out okay. for U of L. And at the end of it, what, for whatever reason, he and I were just standing next to each other with no communication. We were like, C, A, R, D, S, call my mom. And then we looked at each, we both looked at each other and said it. No prompting. What? No, yes. It random. Like, I swear to God. <laughs> I crossed my heart. We're at a basketball game. He and I are standing next to each other. We're cheering. We look at each other. Just go, call my mom. At the same time. At the exact same time. Like, we, the, what, we had just got the ball. U of L just got the ball. Dunked the ball. The other team called a timeout. And we were hype. You know what I mean? Like, let's go. go. You know, place was exploding. He and I had a moment right there. This was like my sophomore year of college. I'd only known Thomas for about a year at this point, but that's when I knew he and I, that's going to be something right there. That's that was, my boy. That's a connection. <laughs> it's For real, out of the blue, no, I had barely even talked to him that day. Like, <laughs> this is early in the game. We really hadn't even got our, our uh, chemistry together yet and call my mom. <laughs> Yo, I bet y'all were hyped off that. Bro, we was <laughs> Uh. Are you fucking serious, Thomas? Would you clock Devin in his face <laughs> for a Scooby snack? Two Scooby snacks. Oh, for two. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then he says, okay, I'm done. All right. <laughs> Real quick. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I ain't got the vid, I promise. Oh, here we go. Oh, boy. Here we go. Let's do it. Let's get it. Where and how did you grow up? And how did that shape your worldview today? <laughs> I Bro, go hit me with it. Uh, so I grew up in south end of Louisville, Kentucky. Shively was the neighborhood I grew up in. Even though that's where my house was, I grew up all over the city, right? You know, my dad's family lived in the west end. My mom's family lived in the south end, a little further deeper into the south end. Uh, I went to school at a few different spots in the city, right? So I, I consider myself more of a child of Louisville than a child of the South End, but my family's in the South End. And seeing the hood, you know, grew up on my family, my dad's family, North 41st Street, right down the street from Shawnee High School, ain't a good neighborhood, man. And seeing that, 
and then coming to kind of like the suburbs where my other my mom's family lived, I grew up with all of that. And I think that. I mean, it made me realize real early what how different neighborhoods could be, how different families can be. I love both of my families. They're different. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're worlds apart different. The way they celebrate is different. The way they relax, the way they communicate fundamentally different groups. And I'm like the bridge between that. Right. Mm-hmm. And me and my sister and, you know, my my mother and father as well, obviously. But we are the biological bridge between these two families. So shared experience was a big part of my upbringing. Mm-hmm. You know, daddy said, I used to go to this park when I was young. So this is where we're going to go. I used to do this. Mama said, I used to swim at this pool. I used to go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So getting all of those different points of like childhood that were my parents childhood that became mine, mm-hmm. you know, both my parents were pretty young when they had me. So that had a part to do with it too, that they're not that far removed from their childhood. So they can think this is what I did. Let's, let's do that. Yeah. So, uh, it's weird, man. It's <laughs> growing up all these different places and all over the city. You just learn a lot. You learn a lot about different people. You learn a lot about different parts of the city, you know? I, I, I look at all cities as an organism, as a breathing thing. Yeah, well, but that's Louisville, yeah. especially, right? And I mean, there's just different parts that run different things. And the cells, the people in the side of this organism are going to do different things and have different roles. So, all over the place, man. I grew up all over the place. You can even catch me out in the East End on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> on occasion, not very often, because I'm poor. Uh, where do you work? What's your uh, favorite and least favorite part of that? Uh, I currently work for the utility company here in Louisville. Uh, I don't know if I should say it or not, so I'm not going to. Nah. Um, but I am currently a supplier diversity assistant. I work in supply chain trying to ensure that we are sourcing our contracts from a diverse list of suppliers and contractors so that when the utility company needs to purchase something, we're purchasing it from not only large white-owned suppliers, but Minority owned, veteran owned, LGBTQ owned, you know, all of these different um, classifications. Mm -hmm. I hate working at a desk all day. Yeah. I hate it. I do. Uh, I never did it before this job. Never to the level that I'm doing it now, at least. And that has been a very big transition. That has been one of the most difficult transitions to get into this job. But I love being able to. Be a part of a major player in the community being a utility company and be a part of the process of reinvestment into the community that we're a part of. Mm. And my role and my department's role, I think, is a very important way to do that. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a way, you're like uh, you have a direct say in the way that a lot of the, the city runs. In in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. Yeah, I don't. I have no no real say, right? <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. the low level assistant dude that right. when my manager needs something put on her calendar, I'm the one who puts it on there, right? <laughs> but I do have the ability to add new suppliers and to grow our supplier base so that the people who are making decisions can make the most diverse decision they can make, or those diverse businesses can be included in that decision or opportunity to bid on a contractor. Whatever it is. Well, at the very least, you're giving people, you know, a fighting chance. That's all it is. Yep. That's awesome. You know, with the nature of the work we do, not all small businesses can do it. (laughs) You know, 
there's very few people that can do a lot of the stuff, but the stuff that they can do, we really push for them to get on. So yeah, it's cool. It's not something I've ever done before. I got real lucky finding the position as soon as I did out of college and a lot of, <laughs> a lot of luck, a lot of blessings there, but man, I hate this work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How's it, how's it different from what you saw yourself doing? Like, I don't know if you saw yourself doing something straight out of college or what. I had a position lined up at Jefferson Memorial Forest to become one of their community managers. Mm-hmm. And that was going to be a much more boots on the ground, community engagement, like face-to-face community engagement position, right? And that was kind of what I wanted to do with life. Right. Ooh. Not hanging, out, <laughs> you know not what hanging I mean? out at a desk and stuff. Yeah, right. And I still kind of have that desire, but, you know, this is, I mean, the job I got is a good job. Right. Uh, and you know, I got kids on the way. So that, I mean, that part being able to, now my focus has shifted from what I want to being able to provide for a much larger family that's coming. I got twins on the way. That means two. If you didn't know, (laughs) I still got to remind myself of that shit all the time. Two of them. It's exciting. Uh huh. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. 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 It's exciting. It's, I mean, I'm sure it's jarring, but it's exciting. Yeah, it is. It is. And I'm, as it gets closer, I'm more and more excited to be like, oh, I'm going to be a dad, right? Yeah, a double dope. dad. Yeah. <laughs> but like, ah, I'm going to be a dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Dude, I was, I was freaking out all the way until like Nick was like six months old. I'm going to be. You know. I'm anxious already. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when they get here, through the roof, and then yeah. I'm hoping the come down is at least semi-gradual. It does. It happens. Mo- moms seem to take it better. I I hope that internally they're freaking out just as much as we are, but <laughs> on the exterior, man, get- oh, I can't hide it. I can't hide it. With I nothing. can't either. <laughs> they I can get red like a book when I'm in a feeling and type of way, man. So, but man, yeah, it's just you know, I the job I have now allows me to prepare and provide for a family, and that is the most important thing to me now. That's dope, dude. That's awesome. What's the what would you say? What's the thing that you most regret not doing and doing? Not doing? I regret not looking into. Let me take a second. Hold on. Yeah. I regret rushing into college thinking I had it figured out. Mm. Right. I came into college like this biology thing is my path. I'm going all in on this for a year and a half and wasting a lot of time. And. Thankfully, I didn't get too far into that program. I was able to just knock out prereqs and do that. But I was so focused on that that it was very difficult for me to shift my mindset. And it took me a couple of years. Had I been open to what I was open to after leaving biology, I could have found myself in a much different position grade point average wise. Because mm. like I said, when I don't care about something, I'm not giving it my all. Yeah. yeah. So I was passing those biology classes, but... Not, not like by that. a lot, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so that would allow potential graduate school opportunities and things that I don't have now because I did not take it as seriously as I should have at that point. What was the other part of the question? It was regret and don't regret? Yeah. I don't regret... I don't regret going to a state, like a public PWI university. PWI? Predominantly white institution. Got it. Which is something that I thought I would regret. You know, I thought going, not going to an HBCU was like a big thing in my head, right? I wanted to go to an HBCU really bad. 
And I don't. I, HBCU. Historically black college university. Thank you. Yeah. Got it. I'm caught up. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> so I wanted to go on HBCU real bad, but then I got the scholarship to U of L and made that decision. And I thought I was going to be like, oh, this is going to be horrible. I'm going to regret this. It's going to be so lame. All these other things. But it, 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 it was the biggest realization of like life is what you make it. Mm. You just, you know, gives you lemons, make you lemonade. Right. Right. And I made some damn good lemonade out of this U of L lemons. So, you know, yeah. uh, I think that that was a big moment for me. And I don't regret making that decision, even though it, it was the smartest decision to make. It's home. I didn't have to get room and board. I had the scholarship, but I was still like 18. Like, oh, God, all these white folks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you had something set in your mind of what you wanted to do, right? Yeah. So you just what you don't regret is saying no to that just Correct. because of that being able to. I don't regret turning my back on what I had originally thought as a plan. Right. And being able to be adaptive. I don't regret that at all. Um, if you could be president for the day. <laughs> no. And you could if you could just put into place one policy. I'm butchering this question, but that's that's the so gist I can of make it. one executive order. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Uh. Gosh, I don't know. There's so many things I want to do. If I could only do one, it would probably go into medical equity. I would make medical research equitable in the sense that the people who benefit from and I have no clue how to word this executive order. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the lawyers are for. Actually, scratch that. I have a better one. Okay. Politicians would only get paid the medium sum of the salary of their constituents. I like that shit. That would be my executive order. All politicians. Yeah. And and from the local to the state level. That is the politician does not is not allowed to in perpetuity in perpetuity and henceforth is not allowed to get monetary gain from any other outside source. Aside from the salary allotted, which will be the medium income of their constituents. I think that that's a totally different way. Cause like one of the big things I always talk about is like term limits. Yep. A lot of these positions need term. I limits. don't think there should be term limits. That's stupid. Well, if somebody's think, real good at the job. Let's keep the good person. in right, the job. But there is a lot of corruption and then it's hard to get rid of them. But what you're saying is that like benefit your community. Mm-hmm. You're going to get paid more. It's a, that's symbiosis, baby. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so smart. And that's something I heard years ago. I don't even remember where I heard it from, but I've, I've kind of kept it in the back of my mind since. So, because you, th- I mean, you look at Kentucky, the politicians are in the top 5% of earners in Kentucky. Fuckers. Right. And I just don't <laughs> think that's fair because how can I trust somebody in the top 5% to represent the bottom 5% yeah. when they don't even understand yeah. what that means? Yeah. It's like when, uh, like Oprah and Ellen trying to guess like what what shit <laughs> What's a costs. loaf of bread cost? Right, they got right. No fucking clue. Exactly right. So I think that having it be a fair analysis of the medium income of their constituents yeah. will be a way to do that. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. That's a lot of people need to hear that. That's a good fucking idea. I've never heard anybody say that shit before. I, and I, this is not my original idea. I repeat, I'm not right. that smart. <laughs> I, I just heard somebody say that, and I think that that is the. Uh, that is a phenomenal. Yeah, if I had one thing I could say, I think that would fix a lot of the problems I want to fix. Yeah, that's some good shit, dude. Um, what are the top three things that you're most excited about when it comes to starting your own family? 
Legos. <laughs> um, that's the first thing that came to mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> Legos uh, are dope, bro. Now, I think that the ability to carry on this legacy that I've tried really hard to add to and upheld, uphold uh, with my son and daughter, I think that that is very important to me. I think that why just watching them learn. I love watching kids learn things, and I get to do that all the time. Yeah. Right? So that is an exciting prospect. Like, oh, wow, these are hands. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> the aha uh, moment. Yeah. And yeah. and I like teaching. I always have liked teaching people. So to have, like, quote, unquote, students yeah. at my house in a way, I guess, because I'm teaching them how life works. Uh, I'm excited about that. I, I'm definitely just excited to kind of to see how it grows. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at my family's history and. My granddaddy lived 15 people in the two bedroom house, right? And we've gotten so far from there. And I can only see that trajectory to continue growing. And this is the next steps of that beginning now. So yeah. that's exciting too. Are you the first in your family to have kids? No, I'm in my. In your immediate family? Yes, I'm the oldest sibling. I mean, you know, my dad was the youngest of eight, <laughs> and <laughs> they all had kids, and most right. of their kids have had kids. But for me and my family, you know, yeah. That's cool. So, and it's, I mean, you know, Miles's are all over the world now. We got people in China. We got people down in Mexico. Oh, that's awesome. Right? So I want to just keep that going. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm kind of selfishly, I'm glad I got at least one son so that the name does not keep die. Going. Yeah. Right? Which I would have been very happy with two daughters. Of course. I would have been a sucker. They would have ruled my world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but I am glad that that is something that can be upheld. Yeah. That I want this name this miles name to mean something yeah and it will one day and i'm gonna do everything i can to get it there but i think they will or i now have the ability to carry that on into another generation yeah there was a when i was a young younger man um but like prehistoric era uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no that's fine that's okay um i don't i don't dig at you very often let me get my phone no yeah out. hit me with it it's fine um i i was big on that whole legacy thing but mm-hmm. of course i no, really. I didn't even go to high school, dude. I'm hey, I hear um, you. big disadvantage. So um, that in that way, anyway, fucking my daddy, my daddy was pretty smart. Yeah. He didn't go to much college. He went to some. Yeah, he didn't graduate. I believe that I'm aware of. At least I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was always about teaching me stuff. Yeah. And my mama, too. But like she has a video of like my daddy going up like this is a light switch and i didn't even know what words were yet but he was yeah. just telling me what stuff is right yeah and that kind of mindset is what i'm carrying into this experience now no that's awesome but yeah i was really big into the whole building something for my name mm-hmm. i want everybody to know the gray name and stuff and right that changed a lot when i had kids for it sure. was like man i don't even need to worry about it anymore all i gotta do is make sure they're good that's right and that's all that's, that's all a, it is it's it's a whole different yeah i bet and i'm I cannot imagine, and if you ask me that question in three months, yeah, I cannot imagine how different my answer would be. Yeah, because like, I, it's weird, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. these kids are here. I love them already, which is weird because they don't exist yet, technically, or they do, or I don't know. Depends on who you ask. But right, I, I just I feel a connection to these things that I don't even have personalities yet. Yeah, yeah. these blobs of flesh that have been yet to be born fully, and I'm like, I love them. Yeah. They're mine. I'm going to yeah. stick by them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it, I mean? It is. It's weird. It's, you can get it, but until it happens. Oh, there's no way. It's like. There's yeah. so much I don't get, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. so much. Well, yeah. There's that's I'm a big about can to, of worms, right? Man, you ain't lying. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm about to embark in a world of 
from what I've been told, just pure exhaustion and anxiety and the the happiest, saddest moments of my life are coming, right? So yeah. who What's, knows? What are you most scared of? Uh, same same question, just what are you most scared of? The most the biggest fear I have is not being able to control especially now as we move forwards to a more social media and um as a, as a world that's more dominated by the internet mm-hmm. is not being able to give my kids a sense of reality mm-hmm. and not being able to make a division. Cause there's some kids in my family that like their phone is their reality. And while that is a big piece of it, mm-hmm. it's not the world. Right. And there's yeah. such a much larger world than, and a much less dangerous world that exists off of that internet that I want to at least expose them to and make sure they are aware of that. And I'm just, I'm scared of the internet, man. It's hard, right? Because it's like, it, we grew up, bef- like we had both. Yeah, you know, right. And it's like, the world that they're going to live in will be dominated by that. So it's like, do you keep do you keep them away from it and mm-hmm. like put them at a possible disadvantage? Right, and I don't want to do that. But, but at the same time, it's like. God, I don't want some motherfucker I don't know from halfway across the world talking to my kids. Exactly, it's some scary shit. And, and I, I, I think about it when I was playing Xbox Live and, you know, back in Modern Warfare two days and hearing all these horrible <laughs> yeah. words that I was far too young to hear and saying all these horrible. Yeah. Thank God people did not record my Xbox Live <laughs> parties back in the day. I'd be more canceled than canceled. I don't know what it even I wouldn't be allowed to show my face in public. There was a twi- there was a I think it was a TikTok and it was this guy. It was He was like acting like a politician. He's like, mm-hmm. sir, sir, your all your accounts have been leaked. And he's like, oh, whatever. I don't got nothing to hide. What'd they get? It's like, all your tweets. Yeah, I don't care. All your DMs. Yeah, whatever. I don't got nothing to hide. They got your Xbox live chats. <gasps> yeah, no, it's done for, dog. Like, I've said such horrible things to people that as an adult, I'm like, why would I ever say that to someone <laughs> that I don't know? Up. <laughs> I have, like, distinct memories of calling people horrible names. And I'm like, what was wrong with me? But everybody in the party was like, yeah, yeah, you're a blank or this is a thing. And you're, ah, what's wrong? I was 13. <laughs> Tell me a funny story that your mom probably shouldn't know, but it's funny anyway. Probably should not know? Yeah. Okay. Let's think here. <laughs> I got to find the medi- the, I got to find the middle ground here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Um there was a time in my life where I found a way to masturbation, right? <laughs> That involved putting a bag, lining that plastic bag with Vaseline and putting it in between my box spring and mattress and plowing that shit. And she walked in on me doing that one day and I played it off by acting like I was looking under my bed because I was on the other side of the bed from the door. And I'm like, yeah, I was I dropped my phone. Uh, My phone was on the bed. Dog. And I, I don't know if she knew exactly what I was doing. But yeah, that time you walked into my room and I was acting where I was <laughs> fucking my box spring. Woo! All right. There you go. Yeah, no, that was great. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> uh, what's the best thing that's ever happened to you and why was it so great? Me individually? Yeah. I got to watch the sunrise at in Switzerland when I was there. I was 16. You were in Switzerland? I went to Europe as part of the Kentucky Ambassadors of Music when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Went from England to France to Austria to Switzerland, Germany. I went to a lot of places and played music. 
playing saxophone with this band, right? It was U of L band students plus high school students. Okay, that's so, cool. I'm in Switzerland. I wake up at like three in the morning one day, and I'm like, "Fuck it," I go on a walk. I end up on some trail. Like I can still see my hotel. I didn't go too far. I spoke a little bit of German at that time, but not enough to survive in a foreign country on my own. And I'm just sitting there, and the sun starts coming up. Right, so I'm watching it. We're on a we're on a mountain. Like we're staying at this wooden hotel room. <laughs> you know what I mean? This super like sound of music ass stuff going on around <laughs> me, right? And I'm watching the sunrise by myself, just me, Crans, Montana, Switzerland. And it was the most eye-opening experience of my life because I had never seen anything that beautiful. Of something I've never seen something I've seen so many times so beautiful. Oh, that's interesting. Right? It 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 gave me such a different perspective of the dyna- the dynamics of life, how life can change based off your own perspective, mm-hmm. right? You know, I'm I'm I I wasn't watching the sunset and sunrise at 16, but I still saw it. Right on the bus to school, sun rising while you're on the bus, and you're like, you know, whatever. I don't want to see this. But in this moment, I'm surrounded by this the crispest air I've ever breathed and the nicest people I ever met in my whole life and it was it was so beautiful dog and it just gave me a moment to really say to really look at it and say this is a moment in time where I am experiencing something I've experienced a hundred times and I will never have it like this again that's awesome you know yeah uh, and there's so many different ways that happens in life but you get caught up in the routine and the monotony of it that you don't see it for how beautiful it can be. Did you, in Switzerland, did you know that they, during World War II, in order to stay committed to being neutral, they put bombs all over the fucking, like, bridges and shit so they could stop any invading? Yep. That's fucking nuts. It is Switzerland is mostly surrounded by mountains. Yeah. But on those few paths, they... A lot of their iron bridges, they, I mean, how else do you, how else do you avoid it. Nazi Germany, man? Yeah. Right? That's crazy. Sorry. Because that was... they're, I mean, they're in the belly of the beast where they are, you yeah, know? Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah. It's a, like you say that out loud and you're like, why would they do that to their own infrastructure and people? But it's the way to keep them safe, man. Yeah. I saw a Vox video on it recently. I just. I, Vox got, they got some good stuff. Yeah. yeah and yeah. some of their stuff is like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But now. when they hit it, they hit it yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, sorry, you had mentioned Switzerland. I, yeah, I no. Recently, saw you're good. You're good. Fresh on the mind. It's good. I'm uh, all. I'm all about some history, though. You know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Bobby Caldwell, all about some of that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna end it off with one. Go for one it. One thing. Tell me about the time you took your shirt off while you were shitting. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Donovan, you got it. Uh, <laughs> There's a time in every man's life. <laughs> you know, we, we all we all face things in a unique way. And there comes a time in every human being's life where adversity, it hits. And it hits like a brick wall. And sometimes the only way that you can face that adversity is in your natural state of being. Right? So you remove the human barriers, the fabric that holds us. You see? See, now look, this is what God does. God gave us everything we needed. So you remove this human fabric, you see, and this, this, this is how we face that adversity. You see, you see, the pool is the, is the enemy. You see, now follow me, follow me on this. When Lot had the angels in his house and Sodom and Gomorrah, 
they the people was trying to get in, right, right. But the sin wasn't gonna come out when the people was in. So God, <laughs> what did God do? He destroyed it because He knew what we didn't want us blocking our blessings, and that all that was, all the clothes were, was just a block to my blessing. God, thank you. That's the answer to that question. Anything else? <laughs> Thanks for coming on, man. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, man. This is that's a great time, man. Always, always, man. To, it's a pleasure. Yeah, you'll have to come back on. We, I got some stuff I want to. I want. Hey, I'm want always my mind down blown. to talk. Hey, yeah. <laughs> don't don't say that. I'll come with some facts that'll get you next Dude, time, boy. Do it. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Down to Earth. Peace. Thanks again, man. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely.